Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. What is the ancient way? Holy cow. Well, hopefully we touch on that a little bit in each and every episode for the most part as we endeavor to remember the works of the Lord, to recount His ways. How did He deal with humanity not beginning in the book of Acts, not in the, quote, new church. The church is basically how I understood it for my whole life. The birth of the church. No, we've got to go back further. We've got to go back to an ancient way. Yes, the, the Acts church. The Gentile reality. Yes, that, that's, that's a good ways back. Yes. Good. Much for us to glean, for us to add. But that was an addition to the already. The people of God. A chosen nation, a royal priesthood. And the Acts Church was simply an invitation to people like me and likely you. Who had no access to the Father. We were on the outside. We were a wayward, idolatrous people. And Yeshua Messiah, the Emmanuel, God in the flesh reality, became a a manifested reality in order to invite us in to what already was, to what was already established. The ancient way. And so really, the Acts Church is simply an invitation for those of us formerly Gentile to come into the eternal promises of God for a chosen race people, a chosen nation, a priesthood that was already established. And that's why I say with great regularity, and any chance we have any time to answer questions or share in any measure at all why we are doing what we're doing in regards to Saturday Sabbath, keeping the feasts. My my first response is, because if it is brought to us in any way about, why do you have to do those things, Joel? You don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) And herein lies the crux of all of these things and and our wrong posture and position towards them just by Horrible translations and and being uneducated, literally ignorant, myself included. It's nothing that we have to do, friends. It's something that we are privileged to do. As I say in layman's terms to anyone that, that, again, gives me the opportunity, whether it's doing a Shabbat meal at our home or, or just having a conversation about how the Lord has moved us and is moving us into Sabbath and feasts. Man, it's not at all about what I have to do. Again, the most simple childlike response that I know to drive home the point is, you mean I get to do that? You mean I get to celebrate the feasts of the Lord? Me? (laughs) And friends, that's the Acts Church reality. Man, we don't know it because we're so far removed from the culture of, the, of that age. Oh man, we're so far away. 
and the teachings of Paul, the little bit I know, the teachings of Paul have been so misconstrued and poorly translated by, by the leaders of our generations for centuries. We've been taught something opposite of what Paul himself was teaching, which is all this replacement theology that Paul, the teacher of teachers, the Jew of all Jews, somehow was saying, you know what, forget the chair of Moses. Forget all of these things. And friends, this has nothing to do with what I want to talk about today, but here we are. Man, it's just wrong. It's just flat out wrong. We've been taught wrong. We've been taught that the church had an inception in the upper room, and that is not biblically, biblically accurate. It's just not. The, are you kidding me, a Gentile can know the Messiah? That's what was birthed in the upper room. God choosing to pour out His Spirit upon undeserving men by lineage, by bloodline. But see, unless we understand the timeline of God and how He dealt with humanity and the mixing and the separating and the holy consecrated set-apart people unto His purposes because He said, these are my people, He said, I will create a people from this one man individual, Abraham. All of time was changed and altered by Yahweh God. And we come in and we think, well, now we're in Jesus. New religion. New religion. It's a new and living way. It's a new testament. It's a new covenant. And because of our poor teaching, our our elementary understanding, again, I'll be first in line, we simply receive what we're told. And listen, friends, let's just be honest, we're led astray. We're led into a replacement theology that says, you know what, I'm I'm not Jewish. I'm not from Israel. They denied Messiah. Jesus came and taught against them, said they were opposers of the will of the Father, and we don't get it. We're, man, we are really, ugh, I'm trying not to use a word that's too extreme. We're just deceived. We've been deceived. We've lessened the gospel, which did not begin in John 3.16. The gospel did not begin there. There's so many things that precede the God-man that we have got to what? Go back and remember. We've got to rediscover the ancient way. And that's why I said what I just said for the last seven minutes and ten seconds. Thank you for listening today. Visit us online at patdesign.com. Go to YouTube. All of our, well, most of our audio recordings are also transferred over to YouTube videos in audio form. Whatever's easiest for you. It's in so many platforms right now. It's very easy. If you want it on your phone, do the Podbean app. And that way you're notified every single time one of these goes live. It's very simple. It's very small. I'm not a big app guy. I don't want a bunch of stuff on my phone. I kinda, I'm kind of a simpleton like that. But you can do it that way, the Podbean app. Download it, subscribe to Path Design, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. 
Help us spread the word of what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Look, there's a lot of people who are just wayward and confused. Christians, leaders, saying, you know what, man, I don't know what's going on. People are looking to clergy, men in positions of of power and authority, and they're just not finding much comfort. They're not finding much encouragement. <laughs> They're saying, I don't know, just lock up your lock yourself up in your house. That's what we're doing. We're just going to do online church and like, man, I'm telling you, this wishful thinking that all of this is just going to go away. When in the world will the church realize it's still here? Man, it's still here, people. Man, I don't even know if I'm going to get to my topic right now. I've got to talk about this because this is so incredible, right? So I live in the country in the middle of nowhere in southwestern Virginia hills and mountains. Oh, man. I mean, there are more remote places than here, I know. But we're pretty remote, pretty disconnected. Now, we do a lot of things in the city. We interact with a lot of lot of people who still live in the city, and so... I'm informed on several things that maybe I wouldn't be if we were just out here alone and never going to town. But you know, sometimes, and this is so good for us to hear, for the expansion of how God uses people and what God is speaking to people. What the Spirit is speaking to people everywhere, everywhere. Because if we're not careful, any one of us can be subject to arrogantly exalting ourselves and puffing out our chest saying, you know what, I know the truth. I talk about this to no end, and you know that if you ever listen to this program at all. But we have to be careful that we are not self-isolating in our minds and our imaginations thinking that we and perhaps... The, the small gathering of people in our lives, whether it's 10 or 50, our inner circle, if you will, we are the ones who see things as they are. And these people around here, whether it's in the city or in the country, whether it's really, really educated, you know, deep thinkers, mental ascent type people, or just country folk, (laughs) simpletons. And I don't mean that derogatory in any way. Sometimes that's good. (laughs) But if we're not careful, we'll exalt ourselves in our own imagination, in our own minds, and we'll think, you know what? This guy over here, man, what can I do to help him see the truth? Now, that can be good, of course. If our heart is postured in humility, then yes and amen. Man, that's, that's why we're here. We are here, we yet remain, why? To be salt of the earth, to be light in a a kingdom of darkness that we've been delivered out of. Yes, of course, we're to help the brethren, endure alongside the brethren, encourage one another, correct, teach. Many things for us to tend to, yes, of course. But I just want to say, I want to share a personal example that man just really... Holy cow, it just, man, it rocked me deeply. (laughs) It was a couple days ago, and I'm just going to present it in all honesty. Because, again, I'm I'm a huge proponent of just, you know, let's just speak honest. 
about how we feel, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, how we're assessing things, circumstances in our lives. Let's just be honest. It's our best chance. (laughs) I was having a discussion with a gentleman up here in our area. Again, I mean middle of nowhere. The majority of Christians here in this immediate area are independent Baptist, free will Baptist, just old-time religion, Appalachian Christianity. Most of them have the understanding, the general understanding of the God-man Jesus coming, God in the flesh, dying on the cross to save them. Most of them get that very clearly, but in all honesty, there's, there's just not a whole lot more meat on the bone after that specifically. It's just very, it's a simple, simple, simple gospel. Now, is it a simple gospel? Well, in, in that sense, yes, it is. But there's much, much more. There's many more layers, endless. None of us, if we gave every hour of the remainder of our life, would even scratch the surface of all of the more that can be built upon our regeneration experience, our salvation. As I'm always saying, it's just the beginning of the beginning, not the culmination. I guess that's really the difference, I guess, in my perspective compared to a lot of just the general church. The whole point of majority church is to get you saved. If we can just get them saved, get them saved, then we've accomplished our goal and we sit down and we record their number in the church, you know, in the church record and and we've done our job. We have saved someone. But obviously we know that that is in no way the culmination of anything. We're not just trying to get someone a ticket to heaven or a pass to not receive the wrath of God and free from hell and all of the suffering. We've got to just rescue them from the fire. No way. That's not the goal. That's not the culmination. That's merely the door. We need to lead them to the door to enable them to walk through to the other side to get to the things that they could not get to otherwise, which is a life of living in the last Adam lineage on earth as it is in heaven. So yeah, there's much to tend to, but without getting off topic, I was talking to this gentleman a couple days ago. He and I have this very... We have, we don't have a relationship. I only see him every couple of months. But when I do, man, this guy wants to talk. He wants to talk about the Bible. He wants to talk about... I mean, I remember several months back, he, we stopped and, and started this dialogue instantly. Man, don't you love spiritual men who don't want to talk about politics and weather and the economy? And Man, how awesome is it to find another brother who's like, no matter how different we may be, all he wants to talk about is spiritual man things. Gosh, I love that. I love that. I want to be that guy. I don't much want to talk about the rest, so I guess that's a good fit. So, he asked me a couple months ago, the, I mean, right out of the gate, I hadn't been there five minutes, said, 
He said, Joel, what do you think of the condition of the church today? What do you think of, how would you describe her condition as a whole, like global church? And that's, that was what really floored me because my first response was, are you talking about like my church where I attend services? Because that's generally the understanding. Like, how's your church doing, brother? How many people are coming? You got the same pastor? Is Brother Jim's uncle still going there? You know, I was like, I was trying to track with what he was presenting, but he was very clear. He said, no, I'm talking about like the church, the, what I always say on here, the capital C church. What do you think about how she's doing? Oh, man, I, my, my response was very simple. I said, are you sure you have time for that answer? <laughs> he said, brother, I'll take all day. I'm like, man, I like you. So I was over there talking to him again two days ago. And man, within two minutes, he said, you know what? I've been doing a lot of studying this year about the rapture. About the pre-tribulation rapture. About how we'll be sucked out of here before anything bad comes. And he said, you know what? I don't believe it anymore. And y'all, if you knew where we were standing when this Appalachian country, you know, Baptist church guy said this, y'all, I, I, metaphorically speaking, like, I fell over. It was that strong. I could have just fallen out right there on the, on the deck of where we were standing. I was like, you're joking. Are you serious? And his response was funny because he thought that I was like everybody else up here, which is like, man, you're crazy talking about pre-tribulation rapture not being true. Heretic. But instead, I was like, oh, man. I said about, I don't know how many years ago, 16, 17 years ago, I really started looking into that and asking a bunch of questions. Man, whoo, that didn't go well in many, many circles. I don't know why I never made it in sta- on staff at churches. <laughs> what a mystery, right? Senior pastors don't want to a- answer those questions from their youth pastor. Whoo, brother, you better get out now. Pack your, pack your office, son. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I literally, y'all, I'm not kidding. I could not believe that he said that. I said, and so we just had this awesome conversation. I was late for my appointment that was following being with him. Oh, man. I said, man, I could talk to you all day long because I said, do you realize how weird you are around here? He said, oh, man, you have no idea. I'm involved at several different churches up here doing Bible studies and attendance and this and that and the other. He said, man, I'm, I'm a loner in this. But don't you think there's more than what we've been told? What about, and I won't even get into it, but like he said verbatim what I've been saying on here forever, which is, what about now? If we're not to really, truly endure suffering and any kind of tribulation-esque stuff, then why in the world are we here now? The church is so set to endure nothing because of their escapism, holy cow, let me tell you exactly what he said because it's coming to mind right now, and this was beautiful. Holy cow, this was beautiful. Hope I can remember it rightly. He, oh yeah, I do remember. He said, you know what, Joel? 
I was doing, I was just doing some thinking the other day about the great falling away. Oh my gosh, this gives me chills just thinking that this man said this. This simple Appalachian Christian man. And again, I don't mean that derogatory in any sense whatsoever. This guy is awesome. But he has no good reason, theologically speaking, to think the way he's thinking right now. He's not been reading books by these, you know, all these deep thinkers about questioning theology and watching YouTube videos about guys that are debunking pre-tribulation myths and all that. Man, this is him studying himself to show, studying himself to show himself approved. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things, right? Does that negate teachers, preachers? No, no, no. Gosh, aren't can we please mature? I'm not saying that. Extremes, people. Don't make me say it again. <laughs> and so to start moving this towards closure for today, what he said was, I've been thinking about the falling away, the great falling away. And I just plugged in there, you know, the reminder that even the elect can and will be led astray in a certain hour that's before us. The elect now, the falling away. He said, what if it's because the rapture, the way they've been taught, the way we've been taught doesn't happen, and they're left here disappointed, disgruntled, angry, and they say, you know what? I'm done. Everybody's told me I'm going to be raptured out of here, and I'm still here. This stinks. The whole thing's a lie. I never really believed in the first place. I quit. Oh, man, when he said that, I said, brother, that's, that's a treasure right there. That is a treasure. Not because I agree with it, because I believe wholeheartedly to my, to my being it's true. What if we remain? What if even, man, the, oh, my gosh. The assembly we're a part of right now. One of the pastors spoke on this just this last Saturday. And man, I'm just telling you, I did studies 12, 13 years ago that were word for word what he shared. Which is what? The biblical pattern is how the righteous remain. I remember doing blogs back on my blog site back in like... 2006 there's a biblical pattern people why don't why doesn't anyone talk about the biblical pattern where the wicked are the ones removed the chaff is taken out and burned the righteous remain in what in the land of God's inheritance the righteous remain <laughs> And I'm just telling you, if, if you've been told your whole life and you never question anything, and you never say, well, that doesn't really fit what the Word of God says, and if you're not willing to look like a fool, man, I'm just telling you, in the words of this guy up the road for me, that the Lord Himself, I would say, is teaching this man, you better be careful because you might be part of the great falling away. Because you might be disappointed. And I'll say this in absolute closing, and I'm just going to make this connection. 
When I was a youth pastor for several years, I saw this firsthand, this principle, not the exact same thing, but this principle in play with the youth and the college. And it's really, I saw it really close with the youth, high school and college, but it's true throughout all of the church, no matter what age group, even into adulthood. Time after time after time, these youth, these young people, all of us really, we were so indoctrinated that Jesus was such a magic wand individual that, well, what do I mean by that? Okay, so you're having a problem. You're in sin. You, you cuss too much. You like watching bad movies. You're addicted to pornography. You know, you're just a sinner. You're a sinner. And so what you need to be made better, you're sad, you're miserable, your home life stinks, whatever. You need Jesus. If you just, quote, get Jesus, you will be saved and all of these things will go away. And because that's what everybody was indoctrinated to believe, and of course it never went that way, every single year, whether it was a youth camp, generally always youth camp, or a revival service where, where you know, like the, the hellfire, scary, you know, if you're a sinner and God's mad at you, you're going to hell, so you better, you better get things right right now. Man, I'm telling you, it broke my heart. Those few years that we did that, it would tear me to pieces how these, these youth and young adults would, quote, rededicate their life season after season after season. Are you back are you backslidden, Bill? Are you backslidden, Susie? Yes. Yes, I, I don't read my Bible. I don't pray. I don't want to come to church. Well, why in the world is that? Because they made a decision. They made an empty, hollow decision with best intentions. Responding to what they're told, which is what? If you make a decision and get wet in some water, you will be better. You will be better. You won't hurt as much. You won't be sad. You won't do this. You won't do that. You'll want to read your Bible. But friends, how many of us have experienced, you know what? That does not work. That's not true. (laughs) If you, quote, just ask Jesus into your heart, You'll be fine. It's falsehood. That heart's got to come out. Oh my gosh, how many episodes have I addressed the ask Jesus into your heart doctrine and the error therein? He says that heart of stone's got to come out. That heart of stone's got to come out. I can't dwell there. I can't set up my dwelling in there. It's got to go. You need surgery, friend. And I'm the great physician. And then, then we can be indwelled by the Holy Spirit, empowered to actually be different. And what? Here's where this is why this stuff's all interconnected and matters. And then, then 
we endure. We endure then because we are a people empowered by the Holy Spirit to think, to discern, to decide, to assess, to see things as a spiritual man when I'm telling you right here and now, I'm telling you, I am telling you, mark this day yet again. Mark this episode yet again. Friends, it's coming to America. It is coming to America. I would say imagine in your head how fast it's coming and shave 90% of that time off and, and say that's probably more applicable. Friends, it's coming here. And I, I have not had time. I've been sick. My wife has been sick. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and I have not been able to tend to it. But, man, there is a, there is a video series ready and waiting for me to record that is exactly this. We are not ready. The body of Messiah is not ready. The church is not ready. In her present condition, she will be led astray. In her present condition, just like this brother said the other day, there will be a great falling away. I would say thousands at the least will leave the church disgruntled, let down, disappointed. Just like those youth and young people were. This doesn't work. What I've been told, I'm trying everything I've been told, everything I've been taught, I'm doing it all. And what does it leave me? Disappointed. I'm a failure. Jesus is not who I've been told he is. I quit. Friends, that could be that could be me. That could be me. That could be you. So here we are again. We've covered a million and one topics. Didn't even get to what I was going to share about. But that's okay. Listen, I want to end this today with an invitation. If you are anywhere in our area, or even if you are not, if you are wanting to get to where people are gathering because no one wants to get together where you are, come to where we are for a short, amount, a short time. We're going to start gatherings tonight. On our road, right across the street from my house, is a 100-year-old church. And the Lord has orchestrated incredible circumstances for us to be given a key to gather, to pray, to seek God's face, to pray healing for people who have physical needs, to address fear when people don't want to gather, they don't want to meet, and they've got nowhere to go because their church has locked the doors, said, hey, I'll see you on Facebook Live. We are saying in humility and in absolute trust and dependence upon the Father I'm willing to sit beside you, friend, and place my hand upon you and pray. Why? Because I am convinced to the core of my being that is, in fact, what Yeshua the Messiah did. Friend, man, I've got to say this. I've got to say this, and then I promise I'll end this one. If you've not seen the series The Chosen, you're missing out. I'll say that. Go look up The Chosen, the new series, The Chosen. In that series in one episode Yeshua encounters the man with leprosy he's tried everything he's outcast, he's marked, he can't go to the temple he can't worship the Lord in the Lord's house he's mocked, he's made fun of he's literally put outside the camp why? he is a threat 
to the health of those individuals in the camp. He is a threat. I can tell Mole Ban, I can tell right now, this needs to be a whole other episode. Oh, man. So we'll leave it at this so we can leave some stuff for later. Did Yeshua say, hey, brother, and this is metaphorical. Don't laugh at me. I'm not being funny. Did Yeshua set up a webcam session with that brother? With that leprous man? Did he say, hey, hey, whoa, 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 stop right there. Stop right there. Six feet, brother. Six feet. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray for you from here, okay? Because look, I've got, oh man, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Oh gosh. We've got to go out, man. We've got to go out. We've got to make ourselves available without fear. Man, don't call it wisdom. Don't call it where we've got to be wise. Oh, man, you better be careful if that's your card you're playing. Please be careful. Ah, I've got to bring this to an end. Good grief, I talk too much. All right, well, thanks for listening. Go to pathdesign.com. Check us out there. All of our audio recordings for a year and a half are there. Please send us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Podcast at gmail.com is the place to do it. And again, we want to come to where you are. We want to travel. We want to speak the word of God. We want to put our hands on someone and pray healing. Man, I'm telling you, it's time. It's time. It's time for me. Been waiting too long. It's time. Come see us. We're meeting every first and third Thursday. If you want information about that, contact us in one of the many ways you can do that online. Let us know you want to be a part of it. We would love to meet you. We'd love to share in what the Lord's going to do. Thank you for listening. Amen.